Widow's Might, a drama based on an event set down in the 22nd chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, an event from the greatest life ever lived. But in addition to the cares of the day, each one is concerned in good and neighborly fashion about one other problem. The women who meet at the well to draw water talk of nothing else. And the men in the marketplace mention it in those moments when trade is quiet. A few words pass between them, looks of concern cross their faces, and then are followed by the inevitable and regretful shaking of heads. It is just as he is shaking his head so sorrowfully that we come upon the old merchant Elisha and hear him say, Ah, too bad, too bad. You know, Joseph, it's only when such a thing happens that you realize how fragile and fleeting a thing this life really is. Yes, Elisha. And to happen to such a fine man as Daniel. But that's all in the past. Now we must think about Abigail. Poor woman to be widowed so early in her life. Sarah and I have already asked her to come and stay with us, at least for a while. Well, what did she say? She said she had no wish to impose on others who had barely enough to live on as it was. And, of course, that's true. Sarah and I have little, but in such an emergency, well, you share what you have. And she wouldn't accept it? No. I tell you, there's something about that woman one must admire. Elisha, can admiration fill an empty stomach? Something must be done for the poor widow. As a matter of fact, I thought that you, well, you might be the one who could mention this to Zachariah. You mean you want me to go to him and ask charity for her? Of course not. But since Zachariah's wife died, his little son has been reared by servant women. If Zachariah never chose to remarry, who else can bring up his child? Yet you can hardly talk to Zachariah without hearing his complaints about the women to whom the child has been entrusted. He's been critical to every single one. Oh, and so you think that Abigail might be a good woman to raise this child of Zachariah's? Why not? The child would better off for being raised by such a fine woman, and Abigail would be able to support herself. So if you talk to Zachariah... I don't know. He's a strange man sometimes. One never knows how he'll react to something like this. He might accuse me of meddling in his domestic affairs, and I shouldn't like to offend him. He's too rich, too powerful. Still, Elisha, for Abigail's sake. And you do know him better than I do. Well, for... Abigail's sake, yes, I'll risk it. I I'll talk to Zachariah before the day is out. Good, Elisha. Good. Well, Elisha, we have talked of the weather, of matters in the marketplace, of many things. I have a feeling you haven't yet mentioned the thing that brought you here. Well, Dr. Ryan, thank you for speaking on it. I knew it. I can judge a man in his mood very quickly. And from little things. For example, the way you twist your hands so anxiously. Oh, and the way you sit forward on the edge of your chair. Yes. Well, what is it? Uh, Dr. Ryan, I don't think I'm meddling in your personal affairs, but if you could see someone good turn and serve the interests of your young son at the same time, that we would be My son? What does he have to do with it? Well, I, I, I know how to satisfy you in this way of this. Well, I, 
I've heard you speak of it often. And why not? When you think of the great responsibility which will one day fall on his shoulders when he takes over my estate, you can realize how important it is. So servant, women, they're such a boy. Can they? Well, Zachariah, it so happens that there might be one woman who could. She's a fine woman. In fact, no one in Jezreel has ever spoken unkindly of her or of her husband when he was alive, poor man. Oh, a widow, hmm? And very recently. She's alone now. No family of any sort. I understand. Well, I uh, shouldn't want to judge her without giving her a chance. You mean you'll actually talk to her? You will at least give her the opportunity of meeting you? Of course. Oh, that would be wonderful. Wonderful indeed. I cannot thank you enough. Now, mind you, I promise nothing except that I shall talk to her. Even that is a great deal more than I'd hoped for. So? Then you must think little of me indeed. Am I a man of no conscience that I would turn from a widow in need? Oh, of course not. Your charity is well known in Jezreel. It was just that I thought that where your son was concerned, you might feel offended that I suggested it. I before. shall talk to the woman at my home early this evening. That's all I can say for now. Yes, Zachariah, she'll be there, I promise you. <laughs> woman of whom Elisha spoke. Your name is Abigail? Yes, sir. Well, do come in here, into the great hall. Oh, this is a great house. And this room is the largest I have ever seen. It is something to make one stop and look and wonder at, isn't it? It is, indeed. Well, then, if you'll be seated, uh, anywhere that you'll be comfortable. Thank you, sir. Well, now, I understand that you'd like to find a place in this great household as a sort of guardian over my young son. Is that so? Elisha said the child needed someone to care for him. I see. Well, then, are you qualified to take on the great responsibility which would be yours if I should entrust the child to you? Sir, I do not mean any offense. But is it our right to determine whether I am qualified? It couldn't belong to anyone else. I decide how my son shall be raised, and I determine who is to do it, too. Please, sir, I understand that four different women have tried and failed in this important duty. Are you impugning my judgment in selecting those women? If you are, you are certainly lacking in tact. A person who comes seeking favor should not insult the one from whom she expects the favor. Sir, perhaps you misunderstand. All I meant to say was this. No one can care for the child unless she loves the child, and unless the child loves her. It's the child's decision to make first. Then we can talk. You mean you want to see the child first? I believe it would be better that way. This is most unusual. Never been done that way before in this household. Well, there can be no harm in it. One moment. Jonathan! Jonathan, come at once to the great hall. Your father is waiting here to see you. We shall see now. Father, you... you called me? Yes, my son. Well, woman, how do you like my son? He seems a fine child. A fine-looking boy. Though he's rather shy. Jonathan, don't stand at the door fidgeting. Come in, come in. But, Father... Jonathan, come here. Please, Father. You see what those women have done to him? Made him frightened as a young lamb. Now, Jonathan, stop whimpering and come here at once. He won't move. He won't take a step toward us. Sir, would you allow me? What are you going to do? 
Jonathan, I should like very much to talk to you. You would? Yes. You know, I've often dreamed of having a son just like you, with the same soft eyes and strong face, with the same dark and shining hair. You have? Oh, yes. Come here, Jonathan. Yes, woman. There. Now I can really see how your eyes sparkle. Or is it tears? Surely you weren't going to cry, were you? No, I wasn't. Good. But there's nothing to cry about. I want to be your friend. If you want me to. Oh, I do. Woman, may I touch your face? Yes, Jonathan, if you wish. It's... It's nice. Soft. <laughs> well, once before, I can't remember, once before there was a face like that. Well, this. now, Jonathan, tell me, do you like this woman? Oh, yes, very much, Father. I see. All right, now, Jonathan, you may leave us. Must I go? Your father said you were to go. Yes, sir. Woman, would you come to visit us again, would you? Uh, I will see I hope you do. I really hope so. But I must go now. My father said so. Now that I've seen him, sir, I think we shall get on well. I think I could take care of him, raise him to be the kind of son you want. Do you? Well, we'll see. What would you teach him? To be kind, gentle. He's too gentle already. Frightened is not the same as gentle, sir. Really? Strong men and brave men can be gentle, too. Your son is only frightened. I should teach him to have courage and be gentle at the same time. I don't know that that's a virtue. What else? I should teach him to be a good man, one respectful of the rights and feelings of others. I should teach him to be charitable. I should teach him to love God. Very fine aims, no doubt. But this son of mine shall have responsibilities greater than most men. He shall have my fortune to take over. He must be brought up knowing that. He must be aware of it all his life. Truly, sir, in such a house as this, would he be likely to forget that? Tell me, how does it happen that you were left so poor? My husband was a good man. Of what he had, he gave a great deal to those who were needy. I see. Well, do not think that I'm not a charitable man. In fact, anyone can tell you that I give more to charity than any other man in this town. But your husband seems to have been an improvident man. Don't say that, sir. One mustn't avoid the truth, woman. Had my husband given away everything, even the very bread we ate, I shouldn't have called it improvident or wasteful. If he wasn't wasteful, you wouldn't be here now asking for work. And the very fact that you defend his improvidence quite settles my mind on this matter. You mean you've decided against I'm him. not one to put off a decision. Nor am I reluctant to tell anyone what it is once it's made. I'm sorry, woman, you will not do. You have nothing you can teach my son that I would want him to learn. Improvidence and wastefulness are not virtues. Not in this house. It's your decision to make, sir. Now, if I may... No, don't go yet. I'd not want you to think me a hard man. I know your plight. I should be very happy if you would take this purse of silver. I know you need it. Oh, no, sir. Go on, take it. You don't have to have any false pride before me. Sir, I would rather not take it. You can't eat pride, you know. 
please, sir. May I go now? All right. But before you do, tell me, those very nice but very impractical things you said you'd teach my son, where did they come from? I heard them at the master's feet. The master? Hmm? Well, what could you expect? I just wanted to know. You may leave now, woman. Thank you. Jonathan, go on, eat. Staring off into space that way will accomplish nothing. Yes, sir. It is not enough to say yes, sir. Go on, eat. Father, may I ask you something? Oh, of course. How else will you learn? What is it you want to know? Something about what goes on in the marketplace? What your father does at business all day long? Something like that? No, sir. Well, then. Father, one day last week, there was a woman who came here to see us. Oh. And she never came back. Why, Father? Jonathan, the fact that someone comes to visit us once doesn't mean that they must come back again. Whatever business we had with that woman is concluded. Done. You mean we won't ever see her again? There's no reason for us to see her again. But she was a nice woman. I liked her. I think she liked me, too. And her face was so nice. I've thought about it very often. You have? Yes, sir. Father, tell me. Was my mother like that? Jonathan, no two people were exactly alike. You must realize that. I think maybe my mother was like that. You don't even know. You can't remember that far back. It's foolish to talk that way. I have a feeling she must have been like that. You will stop talking that way. Yes, sir. I'm sorry I was cross with you, Jonathan. Now eat your meal. Please, Father, may I be excused? I I don't feel like eating. Jonathan, come back here. Gone. That woman, she's bewitched him. He thinks of nothing else. Zachariah, I received word from you, so I came here to your place of business at once. Uh, what is it you wish? You did this to me, Elisha. You, with your ideas. I did something to you? Please, Zachariah, no. You did. You played on my sympathies, and then brought me nothing but trouble. Zachariah, please, I don't know what you're talking about. You sound as though I'd done you some harm, and I haven't. Oh, but you have. You told me about her. You arranged that I see her, and I did. Wait, Zachariah. Could you possibly mean Abigail? Who else could I mean? Abigail's done you no harm. Oh, no? Why, Abigail couldn't harm anyone. Couldn't she, though? She has bewitched my son. That's what she's done. But that's impossible. It's as though she'd cast some kind of spell over him. He's thought about her ever since he asked questions about her. I almost feel he's not my son any longer, but hers. Why, everyone likes Abigail. She's a very fine woman of good heart. It's not strange that your son should like her. But to say that he would want his own mother to be like that. And he's only seen this woman once in his life. How could it happen? Zachariah, when a person is good, really good, that goodness will shine forth in a way that 
other people can feel. Abigail is that kind of person. That's why your son liked her so much. You think that's what it is? You're sure this woman has no tricks of magic? Zachariah, the greatest magic is goodness. Too few people know that. Well, I sure... I can tell you something now. Something that troubled me. I believe I'm jealous of that woman. Because I feel my son loves her more than he loves me. Oh, no. Yes. I can admit that now. Surely you exaggerate, Zachariah. No, it's true. I knew it. I, I just didn't want to admit it to myself. But I shall change that. I shall try to become the kind of man my son will like and admire. Good, Zachariah. Tell me, Elisha, this woman spoke of the master when she was at my house. What do you know of him? That he teaches of goodness and mercy and forgiveness. Of eternal life, which one must earn by his deeds on this earth. Who is he to promise anyone eternal life? Zachariah... There are those of us who believe he is the Christ. You believe that, Elisha? I do. But why accept my judgment, Zachariah? Why not come and judge for yourself? See him. Hear him. Where? He comes to Jezreel to teach in the temple this very week. You could see him there. Everyone will be welcome. Elisha, if I were to follow his way of goodness and charity... Do you think that I might become such a person as my son would love? Who can answer such a question, Zachariah? I must find out. I thank you for your information, Elisha. You will see me there at the temple with my son. into my hand, Jonathan. Yes, Father. Such a great crowd, we might be separated. I never expected there'd be so many people here at the temple. Well. What is it, Father? It's Elisha. Elisha, I told you I'd be here. And with your son, too. How are you today, Jonathan? Very well, sir. Tell me, Elisha, didn't you say that the master teaches charity for the needy? Oh, indeed he does. Then I shall show him and everyone that I know what the word charity means. Here, look. I empty my purse into the poor box. See, Jonathan? We must be kind to those who are needy. Ah. Surely that should attest to my charity. That I'm not one to hold money more valuable than kindness. Now come, son. We shall take our places and wait for the master to begin his teaching. Zachariah, you'd best wait here now. But why? Peter has just stood up to call everyone to order. Peter? Who is he? One of the master's closest followers. There, he is the one who speaks now. I have a Friends, may we have quiet? The master will soon begin his teaching. Look, Father. There. Toward the door, Jonathan? What is it? What has caught your eye? There she is. A woman. That very nice woman who came to visit us that day. Oh, yes. Just coming in. Look, she's coming this way. I wonder... No, not toward the poor box. 
Will she have the audacity to pretend that she can give to the poor? She has something in her hand, Father. And she is dropping it into the box. Well, two small coins. The smallest there are. Not at all like the great sum your father gave, is it, Jonathan? Jonathan, are you listening to me? Oh, look. Look, Father, look. At him. The one who stands near the poor box. Yes, Jonathan. Hadn't noticed him before. Elisha, tell me, who is he? He's a stranger, isn't he? Not to me, Zachariah. What do you mean? He is the master. The master? Then I shall talk to him. Wait, Zachariah. See? He goes to take his place before the crowd to begin his teaching. Father, he was watching. He saw what you put into the poor box and what that woman gave, too. Yes, indeed. And, Jonathan, you can well be proud of what your father gave. Please, Zachariah, he speaks now. Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. All they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. How dare he speak that word? Zachariah, no. I did not come here to be insulted. I'm leaving. Come, Jonathan. there to listen to the master teach? Why did we come home? Because I decided we were to come home. What is more, Jonathan, you're to forget that we were ever there. Yes, sir. But it's strange. In the morning, you told me we were going to hear the teaching. But then we left after the master had said only one thing. Jonathan, there are times when you talk too much, you are to be quiet. Father, why are you angry? I am not angry. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, my son. I didn't mean to shout at you. I suppose I am angry. Was it something I did? No, Jonathan. Was it because of what the master said? What makes you ask that? Was it because the master said that that nice woman really gave more than you did? Jonathan, look at me. Yes, sir? You understood what the master said, didn't you? I think so, Father. Didn't he mean that what you gave was very little of what you had. And what that woman gave was all that she had. And so she really gave up more to do her charity. Isn't that right, Father? Yes, Jonathan. Yes. Well, isn't it true? Didn't she give up more? Yes, my son. Well, Father, if the Master told the truth, why should you be angry with him? I don't understand that. Perhaps, Jonathan, because there are some of us who don't want to know the truth, as I'm beginning to see now. My son, I've always thought that I could teach you. Now I find that there are things you can teach me, too. Jonathan, come over to me. Yes, sir? Up here, on my knee. 
on this same network at this time, we will present another episode in the greatest story ever told from the greatest life ever lived.